Trades and deletions ahead of the Rule 5 protection deadline. The Marlins were extremely active last night. I am up, ready for action. Wednesday morning, we're going to dig into all of the news. The Marlins have broken the first rule of baseball. Do not trade with the Rays. And they have also deleted multiple guys. The roster is being heavily turned over. We're going to dig into everything this morning on Locked on Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins. Of course, this is your daily Marlins podcast and I am your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. No TikToks, no Instas, not yet anyway. I am too old. If you are listening to the pod, hit subscribe. Thank you for listening. Welcome. Welcome to Wednesday's episode. If you are also wondering about YouTube, if you like your content there, there is also a Locked On Marlins YouTube channel. Hit subscribe there too. You will see it is... It is bright. It is sunny here in the UK. It is Wednesday a.m. at it early. I was I was going to record perhaps last night, get some immediate reaction to the news. but And I was holding on, holding on. Nothing was happening. So I thought I'm going to call it a day and get up early doors Wednesday. I have to go all the way to London, all the way to London for a client visit. Yes, shocker, I know. Face-to-face meetings with clients. Shocking, very pre-COVID. Also, yes, I do have I do have a day job. I know that is shocking to, to hear for some of you, I'm sure, but I had to get up, get this out early doors, and boy, oh boy, there is so much to dig into today. And thanks for making Lockdown Marlins your first listen of the day. This probably will be your first listen of the day because it's going to be out so early, like I said, the Wednesday episode. So guys, where do we start? There is so much to dig into. I think probably the big, big news that dropped. So let's start there. And the the backdrop to this, you know, we heard some rumors the last kind of couple of days. The Rays have a serious roster crunch. Shock, you know, shock horror, I know. The Rays, they just have a way of, of, of accumulating talent. And they were seeking, actively seeking trades um, to try and clear some spots and get value for guys rather than just DFAing them and, and losing them. Uh, for free, or uh, guys they wanted to protect in the Rule 5 uh, end up being claimed there. Thus, the Rays were looking to make... If you recall, they were in a similar spot last year with Joey Wendell, uh, and the Marlins pulled the trigger on a, on a trade there with Wendell. This year, the trade drops, and let's be honest. Well, first, first thing, the Marlins have broken the first rule. You should never trade with the Rays. That's the rule, right? If they are sending dudes to you, they you know they're bombs. And if they're asking for dudes from you, you know they're going to be studs. Nevertheless, the Marlins have pulled, pulled the trigger on something. And on the face of it, guys, I must say, I like it for the fish. I do. And from a raised perspective, it's one of those, again, right, where in this situation, where it links to uh, potentially losing players, DFAing players, perhaps there's an element of a discount that can apply in trade activities. On the face of it, you think, does this match? Does it match? Nevertheless, the Rays' loss is perhaps the Marlins' gain. So what was the trade itself? The Marlins have added, they've added a a big league reliever, uh, JT Chagua, 
Interesting. Another, and everyone's testing me with surnames, but JT Chagua, um, and also Javier Edwards, uh, who hasn't made his big league debut, but was uh, Rule 5 eligible. So it makes sense. The Rays obviously struggling to find a spot for him, and they move on from him. He actually was drafted by the Padres, then traded over to the Rays as part of the Jake Cronenworth deal. So Edwards and Chagua to the fish, going the other way. Two pitchers, Marcus Johnson, recently drafted a fourth-round pick in 22, and Santiago Suarez, uh, a, a very young pitcher, I believe. I think he's only maybe 17. So, you know, he is some, some way away. Marcus Johnson people liked, and I could see, you know, I think he's the premier piece in this one probably. I don't know a ton about Santiago Suarez, but from a Marlins perspective, what do they add? What do they gain? First off, they add a controllable reliever. He's entering arbitration now, Chaguar. And listen, he had a great year last year. Looking at his numbers, 242 ERA um, and no saves. He started three games as well, actually, but 22 innings pitched um, and a whip of uh, 0.94. So overall, the numbers look nice. couple of stints with injury last year, too. He's 31. Uh, he's been he's been with the Dodgers historically, drafted by the Twins. Um, so he's been with some good clubs, good clubs, and I think for the Marlins and as always with the Rays, they always just have too many relievers. And I think the Marlins clearly need to add to their bullpen. And for me, this is fine, fine move, sixth, seventh inning guy, no problem. I can't see it's not the the high leverage type guy that you're going to lean on, and maybe they will go down the path of Dylan Floro for that role anyway. It remains to be seen. The interesting piece, the more talked about piece, I would say, on Twitter this morning was Javier Edwards, um, who, in a sense, is like a, a kind of upgraded version of Jose Devers is maybe the way to kind of a way I've seen. And the reality is he he's just been a, a contact hitter all the way through his minor league uh, career thus far. If you look at his, I guess, consolidated numbers uh, at the minor leagues, He's averaging bang on 300, 300 hitter um, with an OPS of 752. Not a ton of power in the stick. He's got six career home runs, five of them coming this season. So not a big power guy, contact guy, speed guy, middle infield guy that can play in theory any of the middle infield, um, sorry, in infield positions other than first base, obviously, but looks to be more profiling at like a second base I would say I did see a clip uh, that was shared. I can't recall who shared it, but anyway, he was at third base and it was a nice play, but I wouldn't say the arm strength looked amazing from over there. So kind of left side uh, of the infield, maybe not, but maybe profiles a second baseman. He has to be added to the 40 man. So he will be on the 40 man. The question is, is what role does he play now? The interesting bit here is the Marlins in their recent trades with, with Groshans and Edwards. Now they, they're acquiring guys like kind of, you know, former or current top 100 guys. So they've got pedigree. They've got historical pedigree. Edwards, I would say, absolutely has. Um, it's, you know, the knock on him from what I've read anyway in the last, you know, hour or so is that it's, you know, we had a bit of a struggle at AAA this year, um, but a little bit more power coming from him this year too. So I do wonder if, there was a little bit of a change of approach in some sort of way there with Edwards where, yeah, he was looking to add a little bit more power into the stick. 
Um, and I guess he's already shown contact wise, he's there, walks there, speed, defense. He's got all the tools. And maybe he was looking to add the power stroke. Maybe it hasn't worked for him. I don't know. But I think for the Marlins and the Marlins fans, we can be relatively excited about this one. Like, I do think there's two guys that can contribute. Um, we'll wait and see what kind of role uh, he will play. But but overall, I would say it feels like a nice a nice trade for the Marlins. Like I said, probably a discount trade where they were looking to move. The Rays clearly looking to move guys. And the Marlins maybe um, capitalizing on that. Not a problem with that. Part, though, that I would say is if the Rays believed that Edwards uh, was going to live up to this potential, I'd be shocked that they would move him. Like, that doesn't really fit the Rays' MO to be moving kind of, you know, high-end prospects that are obviously likely to perform and are very cheap for many years. So that's the only concern there is what have the Rays seen that maybe they believe that it's not going to translate to the major league level? That's the question. Clearly, that is the question. And from a Marlins perspective, as they look to address their hitting development uh, up and down the organization, you know, Edwards will fit into that in terms of how can how can the Marlins kind of help him to progress and then look to make his major league debut. Overall, that was the blockbuster headline move, I would say. And I think it feels on paper right now, on the 16th of November, 2022, it feels like a Marlins win. We'll wait and see. You're always nervous to trade with the Rays. And we know that. But what helps with nervousness, in my opinion, anyway, are our good friends over it. And if you've thought about securing your home with home security, but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now. Locked on listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system 50% off. It's the biggest offer, and you don't want to miss it. You don't. There's And there's tons of reasons why. But for me, in an emergency, and this is it, you have 24-7 professional monitoring agents using Fast Protect technology exclusively from SimpliSafe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real. So you can get priority police response. It's a whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window and door, HD cameras everywhere. Inside and out. That may not be a good thing at times. <laughs> Nevertheless, it's smarter ways to detect motion that alert you when a threat is real. Even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. The professional monitoring. It's only $1 a day. Actually, it's less than $1 a day. And less than half the price of ADT's traditionally, professionally installed system. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I'd recommend, of course. You get 50% off as well. And you get 50% off at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. Reminder, simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. There is no safe like Simply Safe. All right, guys. We're continuing this. There's still so much to get into. This trade draw that the Marlins were then looking to add. Uh, well, they were adding two guys that needed to be added to the 40-man. So that meant that at least two guys had to be removed that were currently on the 40-man. This is where things start to get real spicy for certain. What then happened next? We then also had the fact that the Marlins looked to add three guys that weren't on the 40-man that were within the system. All pitchers, all sitting in Jacksonville. Soriano, heard him talked about plenty. Looks, looks nice. 
uh, Josh Simpson and Eli. Eli, I'm just going to say Eli. Eli Villalobos. How's that pronunciation? Who knows? But nevertheless, three guys all added to the 40 man. If you are still counting along, that means there's five guys that had to go from the current 40 man. The interesting bit Griffin Conine, not protected. Uh, Troy Johnston, not protected. Guys, Will Banfield, not protected. Those guys are eligible for the Rule 5 draft. I am surprised, to be honest, that they didn't... That they, I don't know. I mean, I get it. The strikeout is real with Griffin Conine, but the power is also real. In effect, the Marlins have a Griffin Conine, in many ways, on the roster. Many teams have a Griffin Conine on the roster. And the Marlins have Jorge Soler. In effect, that's kind of what Griffin Conine is. And so I, I think there's a chance that he is he's selected from the Rule 5. I'm surprised that they didn't protect him, particularly with the fact that they don't have a ton of outfielders on the 40-man. And Jesus Sanchez, without options, remains to me still a candidate to be moved um, in the near term. Or, and the other thing we'll talk about at the back end here, is that the Marlins may look to go and add some more talent. There's guys that have been DFA'd and are available. The Marlins may look to capitalize on that. But five spots to fill. And what happened next? DFA season. Deletion season. And there was a lot, guys. And there's a lot of familiar names in there. I think the headline names for me, Eliezer Hernandez's time is up. I spoke about it the other day. And me and Sean spoke about it. There's no role for Eliezer. And they're not paying him $2 million. They likely look to trade him like the Rays were looking to do. They probably were looking for a trade partner. They couldn't find one. Eliezer rightly DFA'd. He was a Rule 5 pick. Part of the rebuild. It fell off badly last year. In the main. Like, the home runs just... There was too many home runs. Too much home run. Particularly, he's playing in Lone Depot. And he's getting absolutely blasted out of there. Eliezer Hernandez will pitch again in the, in the major leagues. He will find a new club and no doubt he will find a new lease of life. Talent there, just needed a change of scenery. Overall though, Rule 5 guy, the Marlins got some value out of for the years. We wish you. Nick Neidert, another guy, DFA. Nick Neidert, there's tons of Nick Neiderts out there. Top guy, nice dude. Media darling uh, when he was with and then around the, the the big league club in 2020 and 2021. Like, there's a lot to like about Nida, but overall, when you see him pitching, when like the eye test to me just says, I just the stuff just isn't good enough as a starter. It isn't. And so you end up as a long man. And the Mar like there's tons of Nick Nidert's. The Marlins need to prioritize upgrading other areas rather than holding on to fringe starters and long men. Nick Nider. You know, nice dude, but the Marlins have to move on and look for upgrades. And rightly, he was DFA'd. Jeff Brigham, also DFA'd. Came in, pitched okay last year, but again, he was added as depth. It's time to move on and keep those upgrades rolling. Okay. Lewin Diaz, also DFA'd. Lewin Diaz, boy, oh, this is a painful one for... Me as a fan, I think for the Marlins as an organization, it's a tricky one because you sense that Lewin will be claimed by someone. He has no options left, but he, he likely will be claimed and, and carried for now, I sense, because 
yeah, again, another kind of former top 100 guy. At one point was, you know, one of the top prospects in the, in the Marlins system completely. And so, you know, where's it gone wrong for Lewin? And it's hard to put your finger on it, but I tweeted about it earlier uh, this morning. I just had the sense that with Lewin Diaz, the Marlins had been out, they were out on him for some time. I remember myself and Alex Carver spoke about him earlier in the year when they made him drive from Jacksonville or wherever he was at the time. Maybe he was in Pensacola. I can't recall specifically, but he, you know, it was get, get in the car, Lewin, drive overnight and turn up tomorrow and sit on the bench and whatever. Me and Alex, Alex Carver talked about it. And, you know, both of us were, were flummoxed by this. They were treating Lewin Diaz like he was organizational depth, not one of the, the top hitting prospects in the system. And they gave him a chance at the back end. They moved Aguilar, obviously, um, clearing the way for Lewin Diaz. And let's be honest, he, you know, he didn't perform. And that's, you know, with an OBS plus of 44 in, in, in the 22 season, five home runs. You know, the, the defense, we can talk about it all day long. It, it, it's irrelevant. You, you, have to, you have to hit in that spot. You know, I did think there was a possibility they would keep Lewin and just see how it goes through spring, maybe see what happens. But they've been decisive on this one. Um, and, you know, that's that's the end of of Lewin's time uh, with the fish. And it's, it, it, it is a, it's a troubling one. And I, th I just think there's been a bit of mismanagement there. Um, again, a lot of hitting as, as we'd like to have seen. But Lewin Diaz, gold glove caliber defense. Um, he has the potential. He has the power in the stick. But just making contact was tough. I spoke about it maybe a few weeks back. Uh, I do think he will benefit quite significantly from the shift. The amount of times he was hitting into shallow right field uh, with the third baseman stood there was, was, was countless, to be honest. So I think Lewin will start to see his average tick up and then it's just where he catches on. I could, I've already said it. I could see him being an all-star for, for a team, uh, maybe a rebuilding club. Like you go to the Nats, maybe you go to, I, I don't know, maybe the, I was talking about the Pirates. I thought there was a trade opportunity there. Um, but, you know, Lewin Diaz, that is likely the end of his, of his Marlins tenure. And the other final one is Jose Devers. So uh, I think as soon as the, the Edwards deal was made, it was clear that, it, uh, you know, Devers, who was already on the cusp, we were already speaking about this, was then surplus to requirements, Jose Devers. Um, disappointing again, thrust into action way too early, way too young at the major league level when they, when they needed it. They hadn't set the roster up properly. And Jose Devers, unfortunately, is one of those casualties where poor roster construction, too early into the major leagues, riddled with injuries then since. And there's talent there. There is talent. I'm sure he'll you know find a way uh, back to the majors somewhere, but he just ran out of time with the fish um, and they've, they've decided to go in a different direction. No problem with that. So overall, that is it. The Marlins made a ton of moves, absolute ton of moves. Um, but... It's time to let you guys know about our good friends over at Bet Online, of course, guys. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. And I don't know what the odds would have been on Eliezer Hernandez being DFA'd. They shouldn't get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from basketball, football, soccer, and esports. BetOnline.net have it all. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device. BetOnline. And it is where the game starts. And guys, that is going to 
pretty much wrap us up for today. Breezy episode in advance of me heading down to London. Uh, the Marlins have made a trade. I think they've capitalized on the fact that the Rays had a roster crunch and they have what on paper looks to be a nice move. They've added three relievers uh, to their 40-man and there's been five players deleted at the back end of that. The headline news for me is the fact that Lewin Diaz being DFA'd, big move for the Marlins, uh, particularly the fact that they don't have really any organizational depth at, third, at first base right now. They have Garrett Cooper, Aguilar's gone, Lewin Diaz is gone. Everything points to the Marlins having to seriously upgrade now at first base, likely via free agency perhaps. Um, Anthony Rizzo, one of the big names off the board there, with a, a, a two-year guarantee but and a three-year deal at $45 million. That is set in the market for first base. Can the Marlins go out and acquire a first baseman in that kind of range, 10 to $15 million per year? Do they want to go that far, or are they going to go in bargain basement to pair with Coop? Wait and see on that one. Eliezer Hernandez, in, in reality, ran out of time with the Marlins. Rightly gone. Nick Nider, too many Nick Niders. Um, The stuff just doesn't play as a starter. Uh, Jeff Brigham, okay guy, organizational depth in reality, may well stay with the organization. And Jose Devers, thrust into action, too young, and uh, and and too many injuries have, have hurt him. The Marlins have traded with the Rays. It's always dangerous, but I think they've done some good business here. The interesting bit is what happens in the next few days. What moves, what players are out there that the Marlins can acquire off the waiver wire? And also, what does the Rule 5 opportunity bring. There may be some guys out there too. I'm going to start to dig into that and work out who the targets could be from a Rule 5 perspective. There's going to be guys really focused in on that. So I'll look to do that. In the meantime, guys, it's time for me to get my suit on, get my bum down to London. Thanks for joining me on Locked On Marlins today, making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day on Wednesday, the 16th of November. I will be back tomorrow, of course, carrying on all this conversation from the roster moves. We'll see you then.